everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 80, the most glorious cat hole. <laughs> we are now on patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out patreon.com forward slash trust the trail. We would love for you to be a part of our intimate outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits the world. Another way to support us, of course, is by listening to Trust the Trail on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. You can download today and add Trust the Trail podcast to your favorite library. On this episode, we share a message from one of our own listeners and her first experience digging a cat hole and just how glorious it was. Let's breach the subject on pooping in the woods. We offer tips and tricks on how and where to dig, what to do when you cannot dig, and then offer insights into the best biodegradable toilet paper out there. Added bonus out there for you women, what is your backup plan if you don't have access to toilet paper? And by the way, you can always join in on the discussion in our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and become part of our podcast family. Come hang out with us and join the community. Absolutely. So we have a little disclaimer. Disclaimer. FYI, we are going to be talking about poop if you haven't otherwise noticed the realities of poop. And the S word will be used. We're just keeping it real, folks. Uh, we know there are some kids listening in on this podcast, so just we're giving you a heads up right up front. Yeah. Um, so I received a message uh, a couple days ago. Best night. Best night ever. <laughs> and I'm going to try to read this message without cracking up too much. We have gotten permission to read this message. Got permission. <laughs> It's the best message I have ever received, um, ever. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty good. It was awesome. Yeah. So this is the obvious inspiration behind this podcast. So uh, it was very spontaneous. Um, we received this message by uh, from Yvonne, who is a uh, one of our listeners, obviously, and who's a member of our uh, Trust the Trail podcast uh, Facebook group so um, and we're also friends on Facebook so I got this message and I'm gonna read you the whole message in its entirety and I think you'll understand why we're doing a podcast uh, about a cat hole uh, today so here it goes hey friend I spent all summer hiking every few days and enjoyed multiple quick camping trips I've been reading books and listening to media that teaches and inspires me to continue to grow and become more at home in nature, both technically and mindfully. It's been amazing for my mental health and I feel better being alone in the trees, on the mountain or by water than I do at home. Initially, I didn't jump into this ever thinking that I would be one to want a backpack. But the longer the days I spend out there and the more I learn, I can't wait to invest in the gear to be able to do so. When I go on, when I do go on a day hike, I tend to leave my house and start driving to my destination when it's still dark. There's nothing like the anticipation of waiting for nature's dark curtain to slowly pull back and reveal what's in store for me. 
It's truly been a magical experience. I tend to spend my entire day or more whatever trail I choose. Even if it's a short, even if it's short in mileage, I've gotten better at identifying plants and animal tracks, which has become one of my favorite scavenger hunts. I may take forever to go just a mile sometimes, but it's so worth it to slow down and be thankful for each gift I have been given on the trail. I'll have to send another message regarding the emotionally life-changing part of discovering my home in nature. Once I decided I'd eventually like to be able to backpack, I started thinking of my day hikes differently. Now I see them as days as if I'm living in my setting. I love packing my camp stove and just finding my living room, quotes, for the day. I always find the perfect rock, tree, or whatever to just make camp. I'll inflate one of my roll-up dry sacks as a little pillow or seat, lay on a rain fly down on the ground to stay clean and dry, and cook myself some of the best damn ramen of my life. With the exception of my proper shelter and sleeping gear, I've never had to leave one of my trips early due to being unprepared. I sort of made a list of things to practice and feel natural at before I can officially backpack. One of those things was to dig a proper cat hole. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where it takes a turn for like the <laughs> utmost better. <laughs> takes a huge left turn here. I'm thinking there's going to be a sunset, like a deer or some kind of wildlife encounter. But it goes here. <laughs> one, of those, one of those things was to dig a proper cat hole and take a proper shit. I hadn't done it in all these months. But on your podcast, when you joke about YouTubers only showing the glamorous parts of the trip, and not the glorious chore of digging a cat hole. I always burst into laughter. Well, Scott, I'm here to tell you that I finally busted out my tiny yellow kid's Barbie garden shovel and dug myself the most beautiful of cat holes. No picture included, obviously. <laughs> As strange as it, it may sound, I thought of you and kept laughing the entire time just because of the jokes you made of it in general. It was the most glorious shit I have ever taken. <laughs> I was proud of myself and it was just one of the more aspects of feeling at home in nature. I was glad I did it before a true backpacking trip. Not sure how that's going to change. Um, I'm glad I have been taught the facts and rules of leave no trace. And honestly, I felt free. We all can relate. I hope you get a good giggle out of my silly story. But for me, this was one of the simplest of victories. And I felt great. My journey of hiking and the outdoors has been mostly solo and self-led. With that, I've done lots of research and found great resources like Trust the Trail Podcast. No one I know would get it if I tried to share this story with them, but I knew you would. <laughs> I can't wait to learn more about cold weather and winter hiking from you, because there is no way in hell I'm stopping my weekly streak. 
Now let's plan a trip to the Wallows of the Wonderland Trail. Love you both. <laughs> Yvonne. I that you have no idea how heartwarming. I've read and this like, 15 times and I still <laughs> I still can't laugh at it. I mean the reality is is everybody can relate to this story. Everybody can relate to this exact message. And and it's so heartwarming to hear you know, somebody else go through what you once remember going through yourself. Well, you everybody's know, been there. What cracks me up is that <laughs> it's like I want to find. I wish you would have done the YouTube video on it, <laughs> like my first cat hole. You know, I mean, and tell the story. You know, tell the story. It was so funny, Yvonne. Thank you so much for sharing that. So it, much. We laughed and laughed. You you made our uh, night because we got this lit in the evening time. <laughs> And I was reading and I was like, oh, you know, that's nice. And then I'm like, wow, that's a left turn. <laughs> Never expected to read that. Well, um, I mean, it, it's so unbelievably re relatable. I, you know, before it takes the left turn, it's so relatable to how we all feel when we discover something that connects us to, to kind of how we really feel. Like she said, it was our living room. And that's, and that's how I remember feeling when I first started and you know every aspect of it is just so it it just it 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 just connects so deeply but to, it was a glorious <laughs> it wasn't I feel like like a beam of light came down from the clouds and so, hit, hit the cat hole like, oh. you, you know you like you're you're thinking about you know her taking a shit in the woods and she is squatting doing her thing and laughing and i'm thinking wow we have officially aided her in like pushing it out right 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 <laughs> well <laughs> i'm glad we could help yeah <laughs> i i i don't i don't i've never said this before but uh thank you for thinking of us when you're squatting i don't i mean like is there a hallmark card we can send i don't know it it just is awesome um beautiful it, Great, great story. Beautiful. I, I want to frame it. it. I want to frame <laughs> that message and never forget it. Um, it was just, it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> glorious for us as well, oddly spoken. Okay, well, let's face it. Let's talk about poop for a second. Let's, when you're out on the trail, whether it's a day hike or whether it's a backpacking trip, there you have two options in reality. Two. I mean, you're not going to hold it the whole time. You got a privy. Or you better get to digging in the earth and get to digging that that proper cat hole. I like to call it politics of a politics of a proper cat hole. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, the thing is, is you, there's no perfect scenario ever for setting yourself up for success. It, nothing is going to ever be perfect. Um, you know, you got to listen to your body and the first signs of any desire to go. You better get started on the rest of the project. Yeah, and I <laughs> because mean because it can go wrong so fast. So fast. <laughs> it can go wrong so quickly. And and the thing is is that, you know, it that's one of the it's so funny because that's one of the things that everyone just kind of skims over. So when when I used to work at REI and I was in their outdoor school program and people would come in and they're like, I need gear for this, I need gear for that. The inevitable question would be like, do you have a, do you have a poop shovel? And they'd be like, 
Um, so do you recommend a poop shovel? Like, is there one that's better than, and you could just see people's faces, the just, panic, the panic <laughs> like in their we, face. <laughs> like, man, I'd really, could we just kind of go over to the sleeping bag section? And <laughs> I'm like, you know, you, you gotta, you're gonna have to dig a cat hole. And they're like, um, yeah, I know about leave no trace, but, um, do you have to carry? Well, yes, you got to carry a poop shovel. <laughs> um, is is there a special brand? No, it's just a little, you know, ABS plastic poop shovel. You can get the fold ones, the titanium ones. It's really just a shovel. I'm like, yeah, so um, what's that food over there? What's that? I mean, it was <laughs> Food be will so... make you poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'd be like, well, well, I see what you're picking out. You're going to need a bigger poop shovel. And and the, the thing is, is that they just, they it's one of those things where it's the least talked about gig. And it's it's one of the most important. Absolutely. Because there's nowhere to go <laughs> unless you hold it. And when we took the Wilderness First Aid class, we and if you listened to our podcast a few episodes ago, we told you about all the kids complaining to the to the um, to the uh, Wilderness First Aid person that their stomach hurt and it was because they hadn't pooped in three or four days. You know, <laughs> it's like okay, I can hold it for four days. Well, yeah, there's a well, limit. So it's funny. I And I know this is like not necessarily normal for, you know, I, maybe perhaps some humans work this way, but my dog in particular. Uh, so Scott's dog will go out and directly do his business. You know, nothing required. My dog, however, needs to run her laps. She needs to play and rough and tumble, and she needs That's to work be the it out. Spot. <laughs> that dog. I want to take. A, I really want to take a video of it. That dog will pace for thirty <laughs> minutes looking for the perfect spot well, to squat. Part of it is is working it through her system. And, you know, the more activity she does, the easier it is for her to go to the bathroom. So, you know, we're out there. We're doing hiking. We're working on an activity. It's really no different. I'm no different. Let's face it. When I get to walking or running, I'm going to have to go. It's the body's natural way of working through the problem. So um, we did a little bit of fun uh, digging into the historical aspect of, you know, where did the cat hole come where from? Where did the cat hole come from? We want to know. So we asked a question like, you know, there was a time when we were all roaming the earth, you know, as cavemen. You know, I'm sure we weren't digging a cat hole. I'm sure. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not 100% I don't sure think we were I digging agree. a cat hole. And that's when it came to me that I that's when think... we invented shoes. So we have different theories, obviously. I think we like, we weren't digging cat holes and that's where the moccasin, the leather moccasin <laughs> was invented. People were like, you know, dude, seriously, I'm stepping all over this stuff. There's got to be a better way. I think that's, I think the, the, it started with just all over the place and then, People got tired of stepping in it. They invented the moccasin. And then someone came up, you know, you ought to bury that stuff. Or maybe, as you found out. Well, it's interesting because there is no real history, uh, accurate history on the cat hole. 
Um, it kind of has formed out of thin air, it would seem. Uh, but I did find something on Wikipedia, so this must be oh, true. It's on Wikipedia. It's got to be true. <laughs> so I would have to say one of my personal favorite uh, historical renditions of where the cat hole originated from was back in the 1900s. Uh, University of Michigan was using a local pond nearby. Uh, it was about 10 feet deep and about 500 feet wide. Um, to dispose of a lot of different things, but partly uh, the digestive parts of uh, the uh, cat innards um, from dis. Uh, dissected cats from the medical department. Wow. <laughs> Thus, the cat hole. <laughs> talk about a left turn. <laughs> like, you know, I've always thought a cat hole had to do something with a cat digging in, like, its um, litter box. You know how they dig dig a hole? There's a lot of different it? theories but out I, there. I never knew that. No, the cat hole came from possibly <laughs> burying cats in the ground, so, which, which is a whole new theory on the Second left hole. turn on this podcast yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was a left turn I didn't see coming. So uh, we, we definitely tried to delve into that. Um, we didn't exactly get uh, the most reliable sources out there i would say so if you know of something we do not please join in on the community now, i and the really do feel that you know the uh, neanderthal community had a little talk and they were just tired of stepping in and they're like seriously dude you gotta we can't just we just can't just be all over the all over the ground we got to start digging this we got to start digging holes for this stuff <laughs> i you know i think that's where it started you know because if you think about it that's kind of like how isn't that kind of how you potty train your dog too right you know you know you know he's not going to make it you get him outside because you know you don't it, you know you don't want all that stuff in the house i think that's how the cat hole truly was was invented i really do feel so where we don't actually have a uh, you know I would say concrete evidence on where the cat form formed. There are some, I would say, generalized requirements for cat holes. So in the lieu of having yet a very fun podcast, uh, we do want to offer you value for those um, that are just starting the adventure of backpacking and uh, needing to know a little bit more about the logistical aspects of um, getting out into the woods and doing your deed. So um, I would say land management's number one concern when uh, there have been a lot of surveys done, there's been a lot of inquiry into the protection of land, which is highly highly important, um, especially as our lands are getting more and more and more populized um, with just generalized public. I would say that the land management's number one concern, no matter where you go, is an improper disposal of human waste. And you've got to imagine, it's just not about disposing of it properly. Where one person doesn't do it, another person isn't going to do it and that will multiply into you know a, enough human feces um, to really become very very problematic you have to think about it like this you know human feces can have pathogens into it it can you know definitely transmit transmit disease between humans animals um you know 
vice versa between the two, you can contaminate, very easily contaminate any drainage areas, uh, water sources, waterways. We did that whole podcast on the Huge. norovirus. Exactly. That's exactly how it spread. Um, and uh, obviously decomp decomposition, proper de decomposition within a certain amount of time frame also plays into the aspects of, uh, you know, it just not properly breaking down. Um, and it's funny because I was <laughs> Scott and I were, when we were talking about doing this podcast, I said, where did the entire idea? Now I know this, but jokingly, I was like, where did the entire idea of the depth requirement come into place? A am I supposed to have do I need to anticipate the exact yeah, size like, of my deposit? So when they say dig a cattle because six it's to eight different. inches deep, four inches wide, who measured that? Like that? I mean, is that average? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like how did they get that? Because sometimes exact it's a little bit different than yeah, others. Like, I mean, have they eaten a mountain house chili with Mac? <laughs> Do they? I mean, have they? Have, you know, like how does that? How does? How did that size happen? So if you know that answer, we want to know, by the way, and I will give you that answer here. Uh, so your generalized uh, leave no trace does generalize uh, your basic guidelines for how to poop in the woods. And they're generally speaking, dig a cow hole 200 feet away from water, your camp or your trails. Um, that's about, well, give or take 60 to 70 paces if you're really counting, that is. Um, six to eight inches deep and four inches wide. That's the general rule of thumb we're about to go into when that doesn't occur. <laughs> yeah, here, here's here's my favorite one. It says, it says, it says, look for deep organic soil. Organic soil. I mean, isn't it all organic? What is it, like <laughs> fake? Well, yeah, like a golf course? So we're talking, it's all organic soil. Yeah, but we're talking about more about how to more quickly, you know, decompose of the feces. So Look it's more about the rich. organic soil. It's about the rich, like, you know, worm infested. <laughs> when you had the norovirus, <laughs> were, were, you, were you looking for deep organic soil? Or were you just looking for, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm looking for relief. But, um, you know, there's a difference between heavily forested areas versus more desert, um, I would say, arid climates. And, and you really do need to realize the difference between those you're also going to look for a rather inconspicuous site something off the beaten path um something that people aren't really going to be exploring in uh, that's an ideal setting um look for an area that will receive more sunlight so the more sunlight the better in this situation um, the heat from the sun will actually aid in a quicker deco um, decomposition of the contaminants of what you have deposited in that said hole. Um, and then, of course, make sure that, um, you know, you are away from any, like, drainage area, runoff. Think about where you're pooping. Think about what's going to happen if a, a large amount of rain occurs and is it well suited for non-drain off into your... Uh, said ponds and streams and uh, waterways. Um, so, of course, make sure that you are spreading that widely dispersed beyond um, a larger area versus 
contaminating the same spot, so on and so forth, within multiple days if you're staying there for, uh, you know, longer duration of time, I would say. But definitely highly advised, especially for those beginning the backpacking adventure, I would suggest bringing a shovel or what you know, we like to sell garden trowel. It's a smaller version and there are multiple options out there on the market. Um, it's a good way to practice digging a more accurate. It sounds like Yvonne's <laughs> got the perfect I the love the Barbie garden <laughs> shuffle. It sounds like I'll just contact Yvonne and say, hey, could you post the link to where I can buy? Because you can get a glorious cattle hole. <laughs> Not just a cattle hole, but that shuffle makes a glorious one. <laughs> Dude, something about the, the Barbie. I'm, I'm seeing Barbie and her like permanent smile it's on glorious. her face. Oh my god! Um, but no, seriously, uh, you guys. Once you deposit in said hole, uh, stir it up. You know, throw everything back in with its natural um, materials the best you can, and. Let it decompose in a very natural way. Now, that's what Alan T says. Yeah, well, I've 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 written down five things that will not be on leave no trace material. So, and these are all based on real experiences. <laughs> I mean, real life experiences. So, what you will not see on a leave no trace pamphlet as far as digging a cat hole. One, if you bring your dog, if you're hiking with your dog. When you go number two and you need to dig your cat hole, blindfold your dog. <laughs> Bring your dog to a secure area where there is no way in hell he can see where you're digging your cat hole because your dog will want to find your number two. I don't know why they want to find it. I don't know why. Maybe they want to connect with you. But if there's other dogs in the area, make sure you blindfold all dogs, put them in the tent, secure them so they cannot see where you're digging your cat hole. After you've done your business, then hop, skip, and jump away from your cat hole, swing from a tree so your scent does not lead them to your cat hole. If they're anything like <laughs> our dogs, they will find that cat hole, dig it up, and then come and visit you later in the tent. Number, true story. <laughs> true story. True story. Number two, at no times does nature guarantee the ground won't be frozen as a rock. So, and you're shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to go. So there's nothing worse than putting that beautiful, glorious shovel into the ground and there's it's not going in. And it breaks in half. <laughs> it breaks. <laughs> Absolutely. It so breaks. there are alternatives um, for those. Um, and there's an enormous amount of research out there. But the logistical side's wag bag. Yeah. You catch your waste. Absolutely. Odors. You're going to want to bring a wag there's bag. There's a lot of options. In this case and scenario, you are packing your poop out. That's right. I'm sorry. If Deal it's win with it. If it's winter and it's a cold winter... Um, you'd be best to bring a wag bag. Uh, number three, um, the time when you thought the, the mountain house chili mac and cheese isn't quite digesting the way you thought it would and you realize your shovel isn't quite big enough. You're going to have to dig a wider cat hole. <laughs> A.K.A. the blast zone. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this, and it's, I mean, that's a reality. Yeah. Let's face it, we've all been there. Leave No Trace does not talk about the blast zone. No, they in don't. In any other literature. They, they don't. And <laughs> about it's, cat holding. It's a reality. <laughs> when you spend enough time out in the woods... There is that one-off chance that... Because we all know Mountain House Chili Mac is going to go down so easy. There's, <laughs> it's really going to be so beautiful in your digestive system. There is no perfect scenario in which you will actually aim and achieve said catahole. Yeah. And uh, the realities are just that. Uh, mistakes occur. And you do your best to survive. <laughs> Here's number four. This is you will not find this in Leave No Trace literature. The moment you realize your stealthy cat hole is within a field of poison ivy, that you're you won't find that. You'll about about five, about three to five days later, you'll find that that beautiful stealthy cat hole that you thought was so stealthy that nobody's gonna find was in a poison ivy field. So it's always good to know what poison ivy looks like before you go trumping through and dig your cat hole. Just and, good to know. And I would also suggest... Um, By the way, these are all real stories. We had a... Um, and This is opposite of poop, but um, we actually had um, a new backpacker with us um, go on an adventure in the North Georgia mountains. And um, she had to urinate in the middle of the night. So she walked off towards the cliffside and decided, okay, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. What's, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> all of a sudden, she started hearing the rattle of a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. And boy, did she wake up camp in probably a 30-mile radius around her. <laughs> so you know be aware of be aware of where you're going to the bathroom because in the woods it is not your porcelain throne no. there is a lot that can happen there's a lot out there um so uh be aware is the uh, be aware number. of be your aware. surroundings <laughs> before you drop your pants i think that's the key here uh number and when five, you do drop your pants number five yeah be that you will not see this in Leave No Trace literature is that often your bare bum needs a little deet love. So <laughs> don't 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 forget that when you drop it, you're that's a lot of body heat down there. And every mosquito in the woods, it's like ringing the dinner bell. So um Ariane came home one weekend and she Wells. had about 20 mosquito bites on her butt. And she's like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, well, did you put Dean on there? She's like, no. I'm why like, would well, I? Why would I? So, so don't forget, uh, you know. Yeah, those the, those are things you will not see. You will not see that in uh, Leave No Trace Literature. And for good reason. <laughs> good reason. See, but. it takes it takes about you know ten to twenty years to learn all that stuff, you know. But um, oh, too funny, too funny. <laughs> so um, we get a lot of uh, a lot of questions about toilet paper. You know, well, what's the best toilet paper to bring? And by default, you'll generally go to Walmart, REI, and they sell the. The tried and true um, biodegradable toilet paper that you see all the time. It's in a little plastic bag. It's in a little roll. Well, I did an experiment recently. Um, it's about, wait, what, like a year ago, six months ago, maybe? 
seven months ago. Time flies. And um, I wanted to see what the best biodegradable toilet, because we see a lot of stuff out there. We see everything from baby wipes to, I mean, you name it. We see it out there. Never, ever, ever bring any kind of baby wipes. Never bring that out in the wilderness. They do not. Even if it says biodegradable, trust me, they do not dissolve. So I did a test. So I did a test on what the best biodegradable toilet paper was. You'll have to watch the video. And I found that it was in the RV section in Walmart. And it was RV toilet paper that completely disintegrated in water. Completely. I never would have thought that. But that is the best toilet paper. You can see that. You know, so we changed our YouTube channel. Um, it's called This Nomadic Idea. It's about a restoration on the Airstream. We still have so many backpacking videos. So if you haven't checked that out, go to it. It's called This Nomadic Idea on YouTube. There's a video on there, the best biodegradable toilet paper. Go check that out. And I did a test. I mean, I tested all the toilet paper out there. All backpacking toilet paper, I regular toilet paper but the rv toilet paper was absolutely it it i mean it blew the other camping and backpacking toilet paper it it blew them away it was i couldn't believe it pretty impressive. it was pretty amazing so i mean i think don't always uh look at you know face value for what is written on um you know, marketing ploys. And, you know, it really was very eye-opening to see what would decompose and what just stood as is and had no concept. Because let's face it, there are rules and regulations out there. Um, there are requirements uh, wherever you go. This is all part of planning ahead and preparing. And you've heard us talk time and time and time again. Know where you're going. Know what the rules and regulations are. Know what your requirements are. Because not only the United States, but you know, all over the place, there are specific regulations in place to keep that land and the wildlife in protection. And they're getting tougher. And they are getting tougher. And I cannot, I cannot express enough to you. Um, to understand the variables of where you're going and what those requirements are because they are very different. In some areas, um, you can you do have to pack it out and that is just the way it is and it's really not a bad gig. It's, it's really not a bad gig if you do your research and know what you know, what offers are out there, um, on how to pack it out. But then you also have like just your common sense in general, you have different climates and different climates react very different in regards to the decomposition of your poop. I mean, let's face it, an arid condition is very, very different than, you know, um, you know, a, d a desert climate arid condition is going to be very, very different. And perhaps that six to eight inches is going to be a little bit more shallow. Mm -hmm. uh, you want the sun to decompose and certain soils are going to change the game on you. And so you have to really do your research and understand where you're going so that you can have a better than average chance in making sure that you are doing your part in protecting the land in which you love. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, not everything is organic soil. Some, some of it's sand and is 
is that going to biodegrade in, you know, a six to eight inch deep sand hole? No, it won't. So every single uh, Bureau of Land Management, every uh, every manage, forest management, whether it's wilderness, state park, national park, national forest, uh, BLM, everyone has their own rules on what they expect you to do. And it's always a good, good rule of thumb is to just... Man, pack a couple wag bags in there. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, that's your just, safety zone. You know, and I know wag bags can get kind of expensive if you uh, they aren't necessary in that terrain. But I will say that there are alternatives out there. And reach out to us, message us directly if you have questions. Today's podcast is a little bit on the lighter note of things to mix it up a little bit. But um, we do have answers for you, um, and we do have uh, tips and, and, and ideas for you uh, specific to your scenario. We love to hear from you. But I will say, hands down, the lay of the law is, you know, once you know how to bury it, there's no excuse to not bury it. Absolutely. There's no reason that I that you should have to walk into... The land in which you love and you have just like surface minefields all oh, over the place. All, I mean, just hike the first 30 miles of the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> so just, I mean, please, word to the wise, keep it, keep it clean out there, you guys. There's a reason you're out there. Just remember that and bury your poop. Uh, pack it out if you need to. Pack whatever out that you need to. You're really, it's really you're protecting yourself <laughs> because if, if, Somebody has a dog out there. If somebody has a dog. So, <laughs> I mean, we, we could do a whole nother podcast on horror stories, horror stories that our dogs um, might, you know, and I think we've, I think we have mentioned this on our podcast before. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you dig deep enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> no oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, no you pun. made a joke. Oh my God. I can't. So it just kind of slipped you. out. Um, no pun intended <laughs> on that one either. Dino rolls in it and Cal will eat, Cal will eat it. So, um, and it, it almost seems impossible to hide it from them. I mean, it's almost like, you know. They will lay on top of, oh my God. Dino, of, our, of our hole all night if they think there's a chance at getting at it. Yeah, I know. I think I'm, I'm almost positive we said this before, but Dino rolled in at one time. It wasn't ours. And it was the start of our, it was like a three-day backpacking trip. Dino rolled it right outside the car. And, oh, my God, that was the only time I I was like, Dino, please just run away. <laughs> run away for a couple of days. I mean, Come that back dog. Come back to the car. And, you know, like he's sleeping next to you. Oh, it was brutal. Like, it was also the I felt rainiest like, I felt trip like, we had had. So oh, was, wet oh, dog. Poured. Yeah, he was oh, wet dog, too. <laughs> And it was like, it was so foul. It, it's like discovering what somebody else ate 24 hours earlier. Lovely, you know? lovely guy. So it's, it's really for your protection. <laughs> we say this, we say this with all the love in the world. You just don't want that um, in a, it's cleaner environment. You know, the Appalachian Trail in itself is getting kind of bad. Uh, the first uh, really, I'd say 40, 50 to 60 miles. And, uh, you know, we just have to really be really really be good stewards of our environment to to do our best you know we not everything is perfect out there 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you're sick or something doesn't, you know, it would be great if I could predict my digestive system <laughs> <laughs> and, and know exactly how it's going to come out and when it's going to come out. But the fact is, That's there's not, not a human person on this earth that can do that. And when you're on the trail and, you know, body chemistry knocks, it's like, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you're doing the best you can. But if you can do, you know, if you can, if you can do better than average, that definitely helps the trail for sure. Absolutely. So uh, here's a women's tip. Uh, this also applies to males as well. But um, women specifically, we know you like your toilet paper. That that without fail um, is kind of a, you know, a safety net. Um, but if you're anything like me, you pack a very minimal amount for emergencies only. And uh, when that runs out, that runs out. Or let's say whatever the case is, you are without the coveted toilet paper. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? We got several options out there. Um, in certain areas, uh, a lot of people like to use a smooth river rock. Well, let's face it, there's not always the perfect r smooth river rock out there. So um, that's an alternative. And let's face it, you're not actually going to be packing in the weight just to use it on the off chance that you forgot your toilet paper that is also in your bag tucked with the rest of it. Um, so churn to leaves. Yes, I said it leaves and leaves are always a really good uh surefire way to do the deed that you need with keeping yourself clean so um there's a lot of different exciting things that i could share with you on specific leaves but you're gonna have to discover that for yourself or should I say a book might be coming I, soon? I was going to say, I think I think this could be a book. <laughs> a book might be coming soon. The deed that you need. <laughs> the leaf book. So I will say, um, hands down, when you're looking at leaves out there, uh, look for the vein pattern. You want something that is not too smooth, but uh, has enough vein grip power to pull and pull away from said body parts. <laughs> Scott's over here dying laughing. Yvonne, did you when you started? <laughs> it's all in the vein, you guys. You know, it's it, all in the leaf vein. It wouldn't be so funny if it was true. You know, I mean, this is so true. I like my leaves. I do. I enjoy them. So um, they're a great if, alternative. If you think she is BSing, she took a group into the Smoky Mountains and talked about good poop leaves. I did. It on was a an, hiking tour. It was an hour long hiking tour. I, I really did. And you know what? I have to say each and every one of them tested the theory and every single one that actually had the guts to do so came back and said i can't believe you're right it's all in the vein you guys it's all in the vein <laughs> so anyway i hope that um makes your makes uh, your day as though it did uh, yvonne's day out in the wilderness when you are doing the deed the glorious leaf the, the glorious cattle it's been a great great podcast I um, hope you enjoyed this, uh, you know, just random one-off. We wanted to keep it light. 
uh, fun. Um, we've hopefully offered you a little bit of value and uh, introduced you to uh, the more humorous side of Scott and Ariane. Absolutely. It's all real. It's all <laughs> true stories. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We had a blast uh, doing this. I, I haven't laughed this hard reading a message in a long time, so I really appreciate everyone who sends comments, messages, um, emails, inquiries, uh, inquiries. Uh, they posted on our trusted trail Facebook uh, group. Um, I, it just, it always, always makes our day. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes and help us get our podcast out. Uh, we always love to know how we're doing and how we can do better. Uh, a huge thank you to RC Soulful, RCL Soulful, who said, I think he's talking about the hammock versus a tent podcast. Out of all the podcasts I listen to, this is one of my favorite, uh, favorite informative, funny and entertaining. I've learned a lot from Scott and Ariane and saved myself some money by not buying, quote, necessary gear. I especially appreciate the difference in backpacking styles between Scott and Ariane. It helped me appreciate that there is no, quote, best way to backpack or, quote, best gear to buy. Keep it up. Great work. And I hope you come out west for a trip someday. Well, tell us where. Tell us when. Well, we will definitely be out there. We really super appreciate that. Shout outs to our, our Facebook members, our new Facebook group members, and our Patreons, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, and John Phillips, we really appreciate you guys supporting us. Um, our live video is going to be the first. Is it the first Tuesday? First Tuesday of first every Tuesday month on of our every Patreon month. page. On our Patreon page, um, super appreciate our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and of course Radio Public. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had so much fun. In the meantime, remember, trust, trust the, the trail. trail. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.